the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. All right, we are in the saddle. Thank you for joining us tonight for The Bible Live broadcast, a very special Special evening and a special week just passed. We started again for the 22nd time through the Scriptures. 22 times now. We've been going through from Genesis all the way to the maps, to the back of your Bible, to the book of Revelation. And we just began this past week, Genesis 1-1, way back in the beginning. So we're uh, excited to be with you again, starting this year, moving through the Scriptures. We said it. Uh, this way, we start this way in uh, the book of Genesis because uh, w- that way it lines up a little bit. Our readings align up considerably with the United States calendar, with the different uh, events, whether it's Thanksgiving or uh, Christmas or Easter or National Day of Prayer or Fourth of July. We find ourselves reading in each case. Uh, portions of scripture that are kind of relevant to that uh, particular celebration that we have so it's it's a good time of the year to begin again and that's what we uh that's what we have done stacy here uh is at my side my daughter stacy and we're going to take your phone calls for the next 90 minutes 210-340-9585 red uh in our, if you go to our website, thebiblelive.com, uh, you can hear a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures every weeknight. Uh, <laughs> I keep saying it weeknight like as if it's, I, I got the habit still that we're on the radio. Uh, every uh, weekday, I guess, it was uh, formatted in the beginning for radio, so that's why it's five readings a week. Uh, Monday through Friday, but you can go to it any time of the day. You don't have to wait. You can go any day, Monday through Friday, and pick up the reading for that day, a 15 to 20 minute reading. And then this Sunday, on Sunday nights, we take those five readings, and that has carried us from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 21 this past week. And we'll be uh, Thinking about those passages, commenting on them, and remembering them, and you can give a, you can give us a call too, and give us a, a sense of your understanding of the beginning of uh, 
then the creation of the human race with God's purpose in mind, what he's doing, how he's done it, the uh, primary, all of the primary, the formative pieces are put in place and the processes, the formative processes are all there as well. And we see them just in this, this first book of the Bible called Genesis, the beginnings. We've now gone, what, two years? You and I uh, have gone through the Bible twice. Yeah, okay. Uh, what, what have you kind of gleaned through that whole process time going through? It, uh, and gets a little bit, I don't know if easier is the word, but just each time as we, I can recall them a little bit more, the names, the, mm-hmm. and you see the, each time I think you also get a, a little bit better picture, a little, a better 2020 kind of vision of it. Your, your things yeah. are more, they just all make more sense. They it, fall into place great. a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's. It is it is astounding to say so, but because it, it, the Bible is a book, it, it has sixty six different books right. from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The, the books of Moses uh, that he wrote, uh, we think there uh, during the about fourteen hundred and fifty the, the people of Israel and going up to Canaan to the Promised Land, and uh, so those were put on paper. I mean, of course, they they existed before. They were passed through, you know, oral tradition and storytelling and, and moving from generation to generation, remembering these important pieces. Uh, but but it is fascinating. You're, you're, you're right that over, over a thousand, five hundred years before that, but the story of it was told of it, it there in, in, uh, in uh, the wilderness wanderings with Moses. But it is astounding to me that it's still of one piece, mm-hmm. that it yeah. it didn't break apart and go, you know, just all the pieces fly everywhere and all kinds of things crop up. Mm-hmm. But the but the very all of the same all of the pieces that we're going to talk about, the uh, the beginning pieces of the puzzle, you know, the creation of the world and what is the purpose of it and the initial events that cause and helps us see the process that was put in place mm-hmm. in it, they're still there in the book of revelation you know that we uh, you were pointing that out to me uh, at the ending of the book uh, you know last week we commented on the the book of revelation and now we're going back a thousand <laughs> a thousand years or more and it's the same story it's the same uh, the the pieces are put together and the processes begin that we read about the ending of uh, a week ago, and and it, it, the astounding thing is, it's of one piece. It's that's yeah, really it's all very, miraculous. Very really connected. It's all very uh, intertwined, and uh, hmm. yeah, it is. Um, it's it's great. <laughs> it, it, and it's 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 of a single piece. I, that, mm-hmm. But but you think about it, that thousands of years of distance and separation and. Many cultures and many events and the ups and downs of human history and so on. And yet this, what we're going to talk about tonight, the pieces that are put in place and the processes, the nation of them in Revelation, we see the beginning of those pieces put in place in Genesis. And it's a good book to, uh, it's a great book, folks, for you to hear and understand. Again, because once you've seen once we've seen accurately what God was doing, what he did, and why he did it, and the processes, and what to what end, and so on, 
then it makes sense of the rest of the book as well. It, it You'll see laid out in human history and accomplish all that he uh, desi- desired. We say it in we say it in time. It was past tense. Uh, for God, it, he gave it at once. But, but what he put in place for us, we see in Genesis, is carried out uh, beautifully. And the rest of the Bible has sense in the context, makes sense in the context of what we read about in Genesis. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating experience to go through it. It really is. And we hope that you will join with us if you'd like to go through the script alive.com. And just start the journey. You listen to a 15 to 20 minute reading each, uh, five readings each week. And then uh, here on the Sundays, we get a chance to talk about it and discuss it. You could do the same thing with your family, with your friends of uh, Sunday school class. You could go through the scriptures together and comment about it together. Uh, it, it is a great, great journey through the book of <laughs> God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, well, these majestic words, the first ones in the Bible's first book, Genesis, they tell us uh, that everything and everyone had a beginning except God himself. He has existed from eternity past, uh, and that's a little hard to get your head around, I guess, but uh, he, he has existed from eternity past. Uh, he is a God who, who was, who is, and who always will be. He, he created time. And that's the environment that you and I live our lives out in. It is uh, God who, by the word of his power, caused all things to be. Let there be light. Let there be this and that and the other in the, in the six days of creation. And because Genesis innings, and of course that's what the word itself means, uh, but it tells it tells it's more than just the origin of the universe of our world and the giant uh, of the plants and the animals and the human beings and human history itself. Uh, it, it's the story of God's relationship, his, his his purposes for creating the human race and for uh, so that he could have a relationship, be their God. They will be my people. And he goes to extraordinary lengths to have a relationship with with us, his created beings. And even when we ruled, rose up against him and rebelled, uh, God redeemed us. He bought us back from the con- from the consequences of sin uh, and wickedness, and with him, and to be part of his people, to be related to him forever, uh, even from the side of fallen, sinful. Uh, human beings that we are. Uh, it's an amazing thing that he has done. It's an amazing process. It's it's not a process that anybody would have created, uh, made up. Uh, it, it, it's the kind of story that um, no, no man could have made it up, imagined and made it up if he had wanted to, and would not have done it if he could. If he could have done it, if he could imagine it, uh, it's just it. It's just a fascinating uh, tale, and it, we're going to talk about the redemptive plan of God for the human race, and uh, it, it really is uh, an amazing journey that we're mm-hmm. going to yeah. begin like tonight. To ask, would we like to ask any questions? Uh, yeah, uh, we could start with some of the, the we also well start known. through the Psalms and the Proverbs. Oh, right. So yeah. we read Psalm Psalms one oh. through five as yeah. part of our readings from the book of Genesis, which is uh very, very interesting as well. We might even look mm-hmm. on the word uh um 
the wisdom and worship segment of our readings, mm-hmm. Psalms and the Proverbs, but they're, they're a really rich uh, contribution to our understanding of God in all things as well. Mm-hmm. So we could maybe look at some of those tonight if we wanted to from Psalms. Yeah, mainly it was the book of Genesis, chapter 1, in the big inning, the first mention of baseball, as they say in the Bible, in the big inning, God created the heavens and the earth. And um, so let's think through the seven days of creation first. Shall we kind of get that planted in our minds? What day, the third day, uh, up through the sixth? And then it says on the seventh day, God rested. And we talked about that. Recently, even yeah, while we were back in the book of Revelation right. or some of the minor prophets, we talked about the fact that what does it mean that God rested? It wasn't like he was tired, and so now I get to take a day off. Um, that the process, he had finished mm-hmm. the process. It, it was all put together. The, the primary pieces were in place. The process is in place and and were together for us and for uh, those who would be his people. Uh, with the purpose of drawing out of the human race a people for himself, starting off with two people, uh, a man and a woman in a garden, and uh, and on and on as the race expanded and grew, and then and it will follow the processes. Uh, we we cover a significant amount of the story just in the first twenty one yeah. chapters and of I think, Genesis. Right, one of the most to me, Genesis is so very satisfying. Uh, and, uh, well, it, I, I think probably Genesis is the most well-known creation story. I mean, creation. Yes, I, guess I believe if, so. If you put, if you said theory, even because mm-hmm. we're not talking like this is just a, this is kind of a fun story. This is the beginning. That I guess the implications of what it is to be the beginning of our, of how we understand humanity. Are, is there a God? Was he a friendly God? Why? What is our relationship with God? What are humans? What were we intended to be? Are we living out what we're intended to be? What, what is are the evil? animals? What is creation story gives an answer to. And mm-hmm. I think that that's very, it's just very satisfying to read Genesis because it, it, it gives the, oh, well, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's why this isn't how it's supposed to be, or that's why. Um, and and I, I think I don't see that there's any other theory that does. I mean, there's None. evolution, there's the Big Bang. That creation, um, there right. are other creation stories, mm-hmm. many of them um, parallel with the Genesis story. Uh Many of the, for example, in, in in the Eastern world, in the Asian world, there are uh, stories that I think in, um, I know in uh, Hinduism or Buddhism and those parts of the world, there, there are traditions about the creation, how the world came to be and the purpose and all. And there's, there's some, in some ways, there's a consistency about them, which you might, you might even expect right. if, if there was a tradition memory of those early, 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 early generations in that early era of time. But the the Bible is one that speaks uh, more of the sense of this is really what happened. Yeah. This is right. this is what was passed down truthfully, and the truth of it was guarded. The uh, it, it's it's an amazing thing to think that 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 people kept the story, Adam and Eve, and then and well, and then Seth, and then mm-hmm. others, and the generations that came. That they would retain that story and that memory and that of what happened and how the world began 
and they would explain it to their children and their children's children and so on to the point that it became something that was passed along and then finally written down that tradition was recorded um it, it is fascinating it, it it truly is well let's start out on the first day uh i guess <laughs> uh, it starts with a spiritual being um a a being that and and we understand too that there's there's a spiritual there's spiritual beings that serve him and we hear about we're introduced to the uh to satan this lucifer this uh who was once an archangel and uh pride was found in him and he he uh was lustful for power for honor for fame whatever for he won. I will ascend to the mountain of God. I will sit on the thrones with a third of the angels. So we see the spiritual uh, realm is there. Now remember, Genesis is not the first. Genesis is not actually the first book written okay. uh, of the Bible. Um, actually, Job was okay. written and recorded and pre and is before uh, was before the the patriarch, the fathers, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and and there we see Satan is presented there as, as well, and we see and God uh, in the spiritual realm, God the Father, the Son, the Spirit, the three persons of the Godhead. Uh, let us create man in our image, mm-hmm. and so we we see God put together an environment, a world in the first place. He creates time, He creates space, we, He creates. Uh, in, in in terms of physics, you know what I the world sorry, we, did time start in the garden or when they were kicked out of the garden? I'm, I'm just, I I don't know. It's interesting. Time is, um, and so he is the eternal I am. Mm-hmm. He, he he's he 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 was he is he is to to be and and so he he is in a state of. Of I am just pure existence, mm-hmm. and the whole, the whole realm of creation is visible to him in, in a setting. He knows it. He sees it. He's he's there. He's at all times present in every time uh, of time and space as we know it. You know, molecules and atoms and 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 see as I don't understand it as well. People who dwell in the world of physics have a little better uh, picture, they an understanding of the reality. Like when I hit this table, this table is mostly, in reality, we know now that this table is mostly empty space. But we, and, and so God put us in an environment where we see, feel, touch, smell, hear uh, the world around us, and we, we carry out our existence with a soulish capacity, uh, the the emotions and, and the intellect, but we are we are living spirits. We see that in in uh, the book of Genesis, God breathed into the Adam, mm-hmm. a, a, and they became a living spirit. Mm-hmm. They uh, we are a unique creation. The first day it was uh, God created the the spheres of day, uh, sky, and the sea on the second day. The third day the dry ground and uh, the dry ground and uh, the and prepared it to support life in terms of plant life and so on, animal life as well, and to fill the sky. Let me see, day four, Genesis 1, 14 through 19, 
Um, uh, oh, yeah, day four, the sun that created the birds to fill the sky, created the fish, created human a- animals, and then finally human beings to fill the dry land in day six. So we'll uh, talk about those, kind of move through them, and try to talk a little bit about the whys and the wherefores of the creation. What are these pieces I mentioned that are put together in place and the processes that are put uh, to begin to function and we'll see them throughout the rest of the scriptures as we move forward as well. Uh, but that's what it all. This is where it all began. It in which we live, uh, of time and space, and He created the world, a closed system that we live in, ruled only by morally neutral, natural laws. And in that system, good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people. In other words, good and evil. From that world and from that particular stage and that setting. A uh, human being, the human race, began, expanded, grew, expanded, changed, uh, had many ups and downs experiences. But in that, as the, as the human race expanded and grew, then God was at work in revealing himself to human beings. Those who want and desire God. Now, he, want, he wants a relationship. He said, I will be their God. They will be my people. But it's a love relationship that God uh, a, a relationship of mutual choice. So uh, we begin the process, and with Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Seth, and go on down the line here, we'll look at it, and rebel against him to ignore God or to acknowledge him and desire him and want him and serve him. So we'll see those, the human race breaks into the, to those, those two factions uh, as God knew that it will and intended that it would. And uh, then we begin the joy, and then it's going to be reestablished with the same principles in mind and move on forward again. We'll see that in the book of Genesis tonight. You can be a part of our discussion and uh, tell us your favorite part of Genesis or your favorite lesson or your favorite thought about the book of Genesis, the beginning, or anything you want to ask or comment on in the scripture. And uh, we'll be sharing those as well with those who call in and be a part of the program with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. 210-340. This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait to enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. In the beginning, it's all the animals. In the beginning. Long time ago, saw an animal that liked the house. Great big furry back, furry hair. Oh, I think I'll call it a bear. Saw an animal upon a hill. He saw milk coming out, but he didn't know how. He said, I think I'll call this guy. 
You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Yeah, Johnny Cash. He saw an animal that liked to snort. <laughs> Which one's this? Snort. Oh, it's a horse. A horse? Maybe, yeah. It looked like there wasn't anything that he couldn't pull. Saw an animal leave a bloody trail. Hmm. Real dirty face and a curly tail. <laughs> well, Bob Dylan's Johnny Cash. song, God uh, Gave Name to All the Animals, by our friend Johnny Johnny Cash. Uh, uh, performed it on a, a, an album called um, Slow Train Coming back in the, uh, I believe, the 70s, the early 70s. Bob Dylan had a very well-publicized, highly publicized conversion experience and trusting in Christ very publicly uh, oh. acclaiming Christ as his savior and he had an entire album every song on it uh, talks about and celebrates in some form his acceptance of Jesus Christ uh, as his own Lord and Savior uh, as w- one of those Jewish men and women who recognize and experienced uh, culturally at least societally had been expecting was part of the Jewish uh, World tr- worldview and, and tradition. Bob so Dylan was? Bob Dylan wrote this, oh. and he has a whole album of songs that talk. He has one song about the uh, the woman that that led him to faith. It oh, helped him. Uh, nice. Something about I think Sweet Angel or something was oh. uh, he, the name he referred to her. Uh, a friend that introduced him to the gospel and to Christ. So anyway, he wrote that as part of that the song. Man gave names to all the animals and uh, fits right into our our book of Genesis. Okay, Stacy, how do we how do we approach this? How do we want to begin? I just went through the six days of creation. God created the spheres the spheres of day and night. He created the the sky and the sea. He separated uh, the upper firmament from the lower and so on. And then he has um, the sun to fill the day and the, created the stars and the moon to fill the night, created the the birds to fill the sky and the, the dry land as well on day six. And then he rested. So anything about the process that we might want to discuss or expound upon, that that's essentially what we read in mm-hmm. chapters one and two, the creation of the... First, he creates the environment, the stage upon which we still live today. The sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, and uh, night and day just that we experience today was put in place. Uh, the animal kingdom was placed, uh, the fish, the birds, and so on. Plants. Uh, wow. Imagine all, all the plant life and all the creatures of the world, all the insects, the small Amoeba, from that to the large, to the bear, you know, to the elephant, to it's just. What's mm. interesting is, you know, you say he created the environment and he created them, and uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't create a house though. <laughs> I, I, you know, when you think right, of it, yeah. he created a. I don't know. It's an interesting. Well, I guess thing. he created, he created a, a, a den or slept. a <laughs> hole or a tree or could create their home. I guess. Uh, Adam and Eve, I'm sure, created some kind of lodging, and we we 
we assume, and probably logically assume that. Uh-huh. Uh, not but, every, every tiny detail, but the whole, but the process is the animal life, plant life, the seasons, the right. processes right. were put in place. And I and I think mm-hmm. and he called <laughs> us to be a part of. I mean that song, the. Job, I guess the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet it was fun though, uh, and it might be kind of seem like a small thing, but he got to name them. I mean, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so you're right when he said he created to also create, and so in that sense too. Then I mean, you know, when you cut to the fall, um, it does just show not only then that everything, including the ease in which we would be able to pr- be a part of the processes. Yes. Um, I mean, Procre- to, the right, whole process all of, of it, procreation would be hard and difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only um, did things uh, become more violent and become at odds with one another, but it would just be hard. As a consequence <laughs> of the fall. As a consequence of uh, rejecting um, ultimately, God and and not believing what He said and and um, disobeying. Well, let's yeah. talk about the whole, the whole one one part of it is the the plants, the animals, the you know the procreation, the seas, and the and the mountain. They they begin to function. The 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 waters be, the begin to flow, and we there seems to be a process of that. Evidently, there was. Evidently, it seems uh, many believe that there was not rain uh, in, in in the first in the very beginning in the garden. There was a, a mist that came up in the morning, it was very plush and very uh, fruitful. All the different trees and so on that Adam and Eve could eat from. Um, and the the animal kingdom was set, uh, and they had a wonderful place to dwell, and they walked uh, with God. In a, in a relationship with God, they knew God. They uh, fellowshiped with God. And they walked together in the cool of the evening. The scriptures say, uh, and but let's talk about okay. In that context, we see the purpose: a world, a setting in which human beings would live. It wasn't just created. It, it was. A, it involved a, the thing we just in the, in dwell in. The, we experience our life within the context of time and space. In other words, we experience our life sequentially, one event after another after another, one day, one hour, one minute. You know, An hour ago we were somewhere else, now we're here. And that's been going on all these centuries and centuries. So the, that's, the stage is set. We are, we are planted in Adam and Eve, every human being that's ever lived. Uh, if Adam and Eve were our true progenitors, they were the first of, of human beings, genetically we were all in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the genetic potential for every human in them, mm-hmm. uh, which is an astounding thought as well, the genetic process and the process of procreation. But So they become, now in what sense are Adam and Eve special? Why are they different uh, from the animals, you know, the, that were created. And God says, let us create. Unique, we're different from the animal kingdom. And, and in what sense and in what way? Mm-hmm. Well. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> right off. Well, it would just be that he gave us um, 
choices. I mean, we, he gave us uh, our, like our own volition. We have our mm-hmm. own uh, our will. Um, and I think he created us to be in a loving relationship, and that's at the heart of a loving relationship is that it has to be a, a choice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think in that way, and then also in... Um, from our environment. In yeah. other words, uh, right. the bear, right. the pig, the cow, the, the other that Johnny Cash <laughs> mentioned, the, the animal kingdom, yeah. they they are part of creation, and and they... They respond to their environment as part of their environment. In other words, they're mm-hmm. they by instinct they respond to the different. They eat the foods that they're you know right. and so on. Uh, and so I always love the example of the dog. That uh, you know, if you if there's a dog and you, that's well, always going to yeah. see. You know, but with a human or even a child, or you point and they're going to look at, look what, at, what, you're at what you're pointing at. to. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, yeah. It's a good example of the one of, of a very simple example of one of the problems uh, in our environment. As part of our environment, we're able to step back from it. We have a sense of identity and a sense of self of our own existence. And we observe down this trail, this is going to happen. If I follow this road, well, that's going to happen. And you know, so I think I'll just go down the middle. You know, we, we, we perceive and act. We have that, that capacity. We have a, a higher both intellectual, uh, you know, we have bodies like all the animals do. Uh, and, but we have also a higher, that's kind of the, uh, the biochemical neurological system of our, of our being. We analyze, we have the five senses by which we detect and learn from our outside world and by which we communicate ourselves and, and relate to the outside world and to other solutions. But we are a spirit. Uh, we have a body, we have a soul, but we are a living spirit. And that means that individual sense, that individual sense of identity, we know we have a self-identity, we perceive ourselves as separate from the world around us and other uh, individuals. And we make our own decisions of the will. Mm -hmm. That's where we decide what we're going to believe and what we're going to Mm -hmm. not believe and what we're going to trust in and and, and how things function, uh, our will. And so Adam and Eve are created with that, and and then the whole human race is within them. So when they they fell into sin, that's, that's the understanding of how we all came under the consequences of sin because we were all in Adam and Eve, the whole race. Uh, but then God had already understood that this, that maybe some would, whether it was Adam and Eve or maybe one of their children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, somebody would probably <laughs> fall, out, <laughs> would make the wrong decision, and, right. and, and, and they would need a Redeemer. So God already had planned a Redeemer in place, Jesus for the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So the, the pr- process was there, uh, but... So Adam and Eve, or the human beings, were, were given this potential uh, of, even as Satan said, of being like God in that we know difference of good and evil, uh, and that we, we were given the opportunity then to, uh, to, they were given the opportunity to remain in that close relationship with God by choosing to obey, to acknowledge God, to obey Him, or to... In that, in that sense, becoming spiritually dead, separated from God, who gave them was this fountain and source of their life, uh, spiritual life, union, relationship. So they were given this tree of the knowledge 
of good and evil. You want to talk about that a little bit? How do you understand that? This one tree in in the garden that they he said you can eat from all the other trees and the plants. It's all for your for your provision. You you should not uh, eat from. He didn't say you shouldn't touch it, as Adam later narrative. Yeah. But they're not to eat of that tree. But they did. Mm-hmm. So what what was part of what is this thing of the fall? I guess I, to me it. Uh, I mean I, I I do think it's probably literal literal uh, but it's a little bit arbitrary probably could have chosen anything mm-hmm. in which to to kind of to give a he had to base he had to be able to give some way for them to reject him yeah. or to disobey and uh and you know i guess when you cut to you know revelation or and you see that tree of life mm-hmm. uh, knowledge of good and evil in other words they came to be they came to be, they were created in the state of what we call innocence, right. like a child. You know, they don't, they don't really understand the concept of good. And they just, they just love mommy and daddy and they hug and they, and they cry when they're hungry or when something is, you know, mm-hmm. irritating them or their belly hurts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- tummy, I should say, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they, sooner or later they were given the opportunity to, to to obey or disobey, mm-hmm. to, to acknowledge and obey and disobey God or not to. Mm-hmm. And that moves them into a moral realm of doing right. And they could have learned the, the difference of good and evil experientially by choosing good, mm-hmm. uh, like Jesus did. The, right. the second Adam, uh, the last Adam we were told about, he, he consistently chose good and right and obedience and trusting in God mm-hmm. and therefore became our worthy of being our representative or, or do evil to have the knowledge to, of to have the evil. knowledge of good and evil. they could have and therefore now because of that all of us as human beings because we are all under the consequences of that judgment we right. we are born not in right not in innocence in a sense but not in a relationship with god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we we still have the choice mm-hmm. because of and be transformed and reborn born again in the spiritual lineage of Jesus, the Messiah, and and uh, we we grow and, and so we 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 see that process carried out. Adam and Eve and and, and their the fall and and that sort of thing. Now the whole point too of what is the process, the redemptive plan of being made right with God. From our fallen right. state. Real quick before you, I, I've always thought that your phrasing on sin is helpful. That we're now born with an irrevocable, irresistible tendency towards sin and selfishness. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Right, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I've, I've actually used just a very helpful, kind of a helpful little phrase. And it's a helpful, uh, it just puts words to what we understand as we, you know, we're sinners an irrevocable, irresistible tendency towards sin and selfishness. So as a dog barks, it's just instinctive. A dog barks, a human is born sinner. Our, uh, uh, the sense of self-preservation, you know, we're mm. looking out for number one, mm-hmm. the moral thing of I want what I want when I want it and how I want it and right. don't tell me what to do. <sighs> you, you know, it's cute when it's a child, you know, and, mm. and, and I... <laughs> 
I tell I tell a mom, a mother, uh, we think of it sometimes it's a little cute, like precocious. uh, Yeah, labels that are yes. I always tell the story of of uh, the little boy that was grandpa was putting him. They said prayers. They tickled and played and laughed and. And he read a book and, he, you know, all the things right. that the grandpa has to do to put a child to sleep or to bed. And finally he says, okay, it's time to go to bed now. I'm going to go away. I'm going to turn out the light and close the door. And now we're going to go to sleep no more. The little boy says, grandpa, grandpa. And he says, well, what? what is it? I want a glass of water. And he says, well, no, you've already had three glasses of water. You know, if you drink any more, you're going to float out of here. And no more talking now. No more talking. Let's go to bed and go to sleep. So he turns out the light, closes the door, starts down the hallway, gets about three steps. Grandpa, Grandpa. He goes back, what is it? And he says, Grandpa, I, I want a glass of water. Uh, and, and he says, no talking. I don't, you can't ask it again. We can't have any more water. Uh, if you talk some more, my, Grandpa might have to come back and give you a little spanking. Uh, you know, me and old Grandpa. And so he says, so no more talking. Let's just go to sleep. And, uh, and I'll see you in the morning. So he closed the door. Turn, here's the little boy yell out from his room. Grandpa, Grandpa, when you come down to give me a spanking, would you bring me a glass of water? <laughs> you know, we want what we want when we want it. You know, and, and we, I mean, it's a, Cute little story, but it's there. It is. Yes, you know, children. The terrible twos of mine, mine. This is mine. You know, and oh, he hit me, uh, and that sort of thing. So it's there. We see this this in irrevocable tendency to selfishness yeah. and sin, and uh, and it's cute in children sometimes a little bit, uh, but when it's older and we start that starts functioning, uh, one ego away from yeah. you, and so on, and so on. Then we get into seeing it as but really it is, as yeah. and it is so as bad a part of us that it is hard to even imagine in that context. It's hard to I mean, not having that. That that to me is being one of the things being, I most look forward to in heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. It's, gonna be, it's hard to imagine. Just, You're exactly uh-huh. right, mm-hmm. and it, what's hard for me to imagine is Jesus living that out perfectly. Yes. Right. A man actually lived it out perfectly yes. without sinning. That's that's an amazing thing to even try to compliment uh, to con to wow this hour and a half is flying by we've got no phone calls if anyone wants to share with us an insight or a thought of your perception of the beginning the book of Genesis we've, we've sinned we've get we're gonna everybody out of the pool now we're gonna be uh, taken from the garden and we'll see the human race now begin to grow and express a redemptive plan in place and we'll talk about that when we get back as well. Don't go away. The Bible Live will return. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
All right, we're back. We will not be shaken uh, as part of God's people. We're, we're put it back on solid rock. Now, we're discussing the book of Genesis. We have one more segment here, the beginning of the process. And uh, Stacy and I are, are talking about the idea that this is such an important book of the Bible because the the primary pieces of our existence now as human beings are put in place and the both the physical uh, process, procreation and so on, from generation to generation, those things are put in place. But then particularly the spiritual processes of the idea of relating to God, we were created to know Him and to be the precision now. We know that uh, every human being makes their own decision about if they want to acknowledge God, worship God, be a part of God's people. Uh, And and a a choice of God is also a choice of goodness. There's a moral dimension to this idea of God or no God. Paul even talks about it in the book of Romans. He said that uh, um, he talked in chapters 1 and 2, he talks about the human race um, prior to the Messiah the uh, revelation work that God has given in Scripture, that human beings, uh, they didn't even, it says uh, they didn't worship God, they didn't even acknowledge acknowledge God, they weren't even grateful. Mm. And I've often thought, you know, that in honoring God and wanting to obey Him, that does have a moral component. It is is good and right Mm -hmm. that we should be grateful to our Creator, who has given us life and, uh, and and blessed us so greatly, and and for to withhold that gratitude and not acknowledge God and what He's done for us, and there's a moral component to that. Yeah, you know, that, that it's not right. It's wrong. It's evil. It, it, that's not a good impulse. And so we see that man has fallen into sin, but God has created a redemptive plan. And and I want to talk about that a moment, Stacy. Um, where do we see the redemptive plan? Here in the book of Genesis, where do we see uh, the idea that mm-hmm. once they sinned, there was uh, there was a way that they could. It, that image even of the animal skins and uh, yes. you can almost read right past it, not because we're so used to that. I mean, it's, uh, but that would have been pretty horrific I mean, and sad and. Uh, kind of a thing to see um, something that I did now means that this has to this die. This animal the bled blood and was and di- mm-hmm. bled and died mm-hmm. in the skins in, to cover their nakedness. Cover if, they, if you're wondering mm-hmm. what we're talking about is after the fall, remember they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. Fig leaves which evidently a friend of mine, by the way, said that um, fig leaves have a toxin in them or have like a certain that give you a pretty a rash. Like is that a fact? <laughs> uh, the that angels got a chuckle out of that, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Right. Well, um, but but there it is. We see that first the I, the hint of substitutionary atonement, mm-hmm. which was going to be the basis of our restoration, of our uh, of our redemption, our and restored relationship with God, was going to be based on the fact that someone, the idea that someone takes the guilt and the punishment of our sin in our place mm-hmm. and therefore uh, our our sin is atoned is covered mm-hmm. and so we see it there uh, and that was clearly part of the picture that truly were were to bring sacrifices and came right. brought the fruit of his own labor out in the 
uh, his garden. He brought some carrots and some lettuce and some you know crops, whatever it was that he had produced. And then Abel was the one because he understood the idea that that sin had to be atoned, that the soul that sins, it should die without the shedding of blood. There is no remission of sin. Both of these are Old Testament passages. God is going to send. uh, Our sins are are not forgiven, truly and genuinely forgiven and atoned for by the blood of animals. But that was a picture. That was a a, a picture uh, story and illustration of what God's redemptive plan was. Right. There would one day be right. a Lamb of God who would take upon himself the sin of the world, as John the Baptist called mm-hmm. Jesus, the Messiah. Now, the the promise of the Messiah is also there. The promise of that Lamb of God yeah. is first, maybe read that in, in um if you if you got it there, Stacey. Sure. This is after the fall. Uh, uh, God is going through them, the consequences of their sin, of their uh Dis- disobedience to him. Mm-hmm. He announces uh, several consequences. You talked about it earlier, the pain in, in giving birth, the mm-hmm. man toiling. And, and then he addresses uh, the serpent through whom Satan, the creature that evidently Satan used yeah. to, to deceive uh, Adam and uh, particularly Eve and to trick them and deceive them. And then uh, he, he talks about the fruit of the woman of all livestock and above all beasts of the field on your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life i will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman he said i will surely multiply your pain in childbearing in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be contrary to your husband but he shall rule over. Read some things about it. It, it, no. it is. It does seem to really still be enforced, but uh, <laughs> it, it takes some understanding, I guess, and some thinking through what mm-hmm. it means to be a man and, and or a yeah. woman mm-hmm. uh, in that relationship. But obviously, it was going to be affecting the the oneness and harmony that God had intended between man and woman. You mentioned there. Okay, the idea is that that is the first verbal, oral mention of the redemptive plan of God and that it would be based upon... And the substitute would not be an animal. It's not going to be an angel. It's not going to be um, an extraterrestrial. It'd have to be a man. It has to be a man. The fruit, a seed of the woman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And actually, if you look at the Hebrew, it's a male seed. Mm -hmm. In other words, that narrows it all the way down. Already man of the human race that serves as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then, of course, the whole rest of the Old Testament continues to talk about this Messiah, this Redeemer, this Savior who is going to come and crush the head of Satan, although he he will be wounded in the heel. So uh, there we we have the redemptive plan pictured for us, Mm -hmm. illustrated for us by the the animal that was slain to the Lord for uh, offering, his, his offering was honored and received, and while the 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 offering of of uh, just your crops and so on w- was not right. as an atoning uh, an atonement part of the of the uh, process. And we also have okay. um, a kind of a, a picture of kingdom the uh, putting the swords 
and blocking your way back to the garden. I think that's uh, very clear. They they were kicked out. They were, <laughs> and uh, and there was a sword. They could not come back in. Um, and yeah, I think that, that's they, a, yeah, that's right. The angels were placed there to keep them from eating of the tree of life and, tree and of being and stuck living forever in that, in that state. I guess. Mm-hmm. Boy, I wish I could know what that, that meant. In the book of Revelation, uh-huh. we just read about it the other day. Right. The tree of life is firmly planted and multiplies in, in there in heaven or in glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's but but they couldn't eat of the tree of uh, they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But because they chose wrong, they didn't. Mm-hmm. God said we have to remove them from the tree of life before they eat of the tree of life and end up in that in, in that state forever, which. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it really, but maybe one of our listeners has a thought about it. (laughs) They can give us a call too. We don't have much later, so if anyone wants to come, this beginning, this uh, book of Genesis. So our phone number is 210-340-9585 if you would like to call and be a part of our discussion. Now we have Cain and Abel. And so we said right away then the human race begins to expand. God camp and the anti-God camp, to call it that. And we see them divide over over some generations, and then ultimately, though, uh, wickedness, uh, the sin nature, kicks in, and the whole the human race basically stays together, and they kind of walk in lockstep together to uh, sin and condemnation and judgment. In other words, they they don't not acknowledge groupthink. Yeah, not acknowledging God, not worshiping God came up with their own gods, be a, a, a heightened sense of their own importance or whatever, right. uh, except and now we get to that in chapter, what, seven with Noah? I mean, with Jonah? No, uh, Noah, Noah, Noah. Yeah, with Noah, <laughs> yeah, there you right. go. Uh, we have, they come, the human race expands and divides, and then the flood is uh, uh, raining and flooding. Uh, the human waste is wiped out, but except for Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives, eight people, the, uh, and judgment is declared on the rest of the human race. Uh, they God removes the judgment of God, and then the human race begins with Adam, with John, Noah and his family, and they. But the same process, the redemptive plan and process, is still in place. And he starts again with Noah and their family. They begin to expand and grow again. Let me see what would we mention about that. They are offering to the Lord. Uh, so uh, the redemptive process was still based on substitutionary atonement. They understood it. God, you, you, you offer us forgiveness because a Messiah is going to come and take our place and atone for our sin uh, to the Lord to show the picture of, you know, the, the priest would place his hands on the on the head of the repentant, the penitent person, and then they would symbolically place, he is taking the guilt and the responsibility of our sin and then suffering the consequences. The judgment is God's holiness and righteousness is expressed, and but uh, then we are... We are delivered from the consequences of our sin by the atoning work of the Redeemer, and ultimately Jesus, the Messiah. So we we start the plan again, but there's something else happens after the story of Noah. Um, they were given the command to be fruitful and multiply and spread up, spread across around the earth, to spread out. 
Of course, as I just said, they didn't do that. Adam and Eve in, the, in their descendants didn't do that. They stayed together lockstep, and they walked in lockstep to sin and judgment. Now, Noah is told the same thing. Be fruitful, multiply, spread out over all the earth. They were too intended to break into people groups because people who, who live in the desert would be different from people who live on the coast. Who, so there would, be, there would be different languages and different cultures and societies, but they didn't do that. And so we read about in chapter, what is it, 11, then we see separate. They do spread out uh, by confusing their language. The Tower of Babel is told about in chapter 11, which this was another uh, aspect or part of, the, of, of uh, God's plan to he did here. Right. He put in place this consequent, the people groups, right. societies, cultures, that would be competing with each other, even Chips though all are sinful. Right. When a Hitler rises up, you know, uh, a a Stalin would rise up to oppose him. You know, they're both evil and wicked, but they uh, they re- evil fighting evil. Medicates. And so, it, the the some result though is that the human race at large continues, even though there's still war and and, and judgment. Uh, I hope I can ex- have expressed that well sure. to under, understandably, <laughs> but yeah, check ch- a check in the balance on on the consequences mm-hmm. of sin uh, that in selfish, selfishness, mm-hmm. and so he puts in place cultures and societies and people groups, language groups, and that is going to be a right. in the human race, so that it doesn't result in total absolute destruction of the whole race. But now there's wars, there's struggle, there's pain, there's difficulty. But it does. But the race continues to expand and grow, right, right. Uh, because some people believe in God and trust God and so on. Mm-hmm. So the, it's a very important development there in chapter eleven. Um, but then right after chapter eleven and the uh, now everything is in place, everything's functioning. All person. Yeah, Up to now, we've been talking about the whole human race, right. and now just suddenly says, the Lord had said uh, had said to Abram, uh, the family of Terah is introduced at the last part of Genesis 11, and we're introduced to this man named Abram, or who will become Abraham, and his wife Sarai, who will become Sarah. Start now with a, a person, an individual, a married couple, a family, mm-hmm. and we start now the story of history and God's bringing into history this Messiah, this Redeemer, this Savior. Which you do want, uh, wonder um, why, well, I mean, mm-hmm. who are we, I guess, to question his timing. and Why a duck? Why, why a duck? <laughs> no, there's, um, a, there's a family, they, they use the word via, a viaduct. A viaduct. And <laughs> uh, the whole movie, the guys keep looking at each other going, why a duck? You know, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> why a duck? Viaduct, yeah. Viaduct. Go um, ahead, honey. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's fine. I, A little um, silliness there, but the uh, you do I so many years. What is he trying to replace or to do or to? Ooh, uh, what a question! I know. I mean, which well, maybe we just won't know. I know that. Uh, well, that we're um, not told exactly. Obviously, the more humans there are. The more the harvest can be, yeah. and not it's not one hundred percent ever right. trusting God and acknowledging God, wanting God. But right. the more, the longer the race exists, right. and ex- from generation to generation expands, the more people could come out 
to become a part of the people of God, right. the redeemed. Is there like a, n a certain number that he's waiting for? Or <laughs> Evidently. We, that's what we talked about in, in right. Revelation, right? right? Yeah. The number of an ideal number. Someday the last right. one of the will Evidently. be redeemed. Um, when his fall, he was the uh, leader of the... Of he was the worship leader. A third leader, of the an a worship leader of heaven, angels, evidently. Yeah. Yes, and a third of the angels fell with him. And perhaps we're replacing that. I think I've heard that. Yeah, that, but, um, that is anyway, one sorry idea. Sorry to throw that out there because it's not really, it's maybe rhetorical and just kind of something to mull no, over. It, but it, I um, I have wondered, you know, what it is It may he, be related to the rebellion of the angelic realm in that we are... One of the reasons Satan, not only because he resists God and, and uh, rebels against God, he would be, if in fact we are, we have done what he was willing, unwilling to die to ourselves. Right. We say, okay, I'm not going to be the center of the universe. Right. You're God. I'll acknowledge and worship you right. and serve you and honor you. And, and which Satan evidently chose not to do. And therefore, if we are now being restored, the the theory is is that perhaps the redeemed are, are maybe in some way replacing God and, and praising God and so on. That is, that is something that's out there that may be may be a whole story behind the story, you know, the spiritual right. dimension of the story. But we're not told that actually in Scripture specifically. So it's it's just conjecture, but. Uh, you know, I assume God had his reasons and mm -hmm. there was, because we did what he wasn't able to do and and we accuse in some way him. Right, right. Because mm -hmm. we were willing and able to do something. He he was unable, unwilling to do. Um, well, real quick, so we got to Abraham. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and also, just uh, this kind of a silly thing, but for some reason it, it's... And Melchizedek. Okay. Now, Methuselah is pre-flood. His name means when he dies. And he, which, what it means is that when he dies, the flood, there judgment will, flood. will come. There'll be <laughs> okay. the flood. Mm -hmm. And when, the, the year that Methuselah died, the flood. Longer than anybody. 969, 969 years. Which just shows his patience and his... The long-suffering long nature of God, yeah. And then Wonderful. Melchizedek, maybe we'll come we'll back to that We'll talk about Melchizedek week. in chapter 14 next week because That's he's right. referred to in the New Testament right. as well, the Melchizedek. Well, Stacy, we made pretty good progress at least up to chapter 14 and 15. Join us next Sunday night, folks, here on The Bible Live. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.